When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On today's episode, we welcome Bryce Marich of the Michigan Insider and 24-7 Sports back to the podcast. We'll be breaking down Michigan's 2021 recruiting class after a roller coaster signing day. Thanks for coming on, Bryce. Yeah, guys, you know, thanks for having me. Like you said, roller coaster, that's the perfect word for today. Yeah, I, it, I it really was. I, I know we were talking Friday, Bryce, uh, that like, I mean, last year, how, how kind of dull the lead up into signing day was. And there wasn't really many surprises that happened on signing day, too. And then this year was kind of like the complete opposite. I mean, two of their top defensive prospects ended up flipping elsewhere in the morning and but they ended up signing their top remaining target in, in Donovan Edwards in, uh, later in the afternoon. I mean, what do you make of everything that, that transpired on Wednesday? With Michigan, you know, just looking back going into the day, they had several guys I would say were on the fence. And if you look at how everything played out, they probably couldn't have asked for a better scenario. You know, you got a guy in terms of Jaden McBurrows, who their only corner in the class, and I think personally he's a three-star, but I personally think he's a four-star. He's Miami really wanted him at then, you know, the whole defensive staff from Miami really pushed at him. You know, they try to show him, hey, come stay close. You know, your mom can watch you, you know, just stay close. You know, it's it's easier. The whole family can come by and make sense. But he came up in, I want to say October, and that recruit um, recruiting led, you know, visit by JJ McCarthy, who put that up together, which was the Wisconsin weekend and they got destroyed, but the recruits still had a good time. And Jaden was up there and he had, you know, when he committed, he had never seen Michigan. So that was a good experience for him. And then the other thing today is you signed, well, recommitted at Eagle who's He's got an insane speed, and he's a guy, like I told you, Ryan, you just give him a five-yard slant, he can take it six yards to the house. Yeah, I, th- I think there's definitely been a need for more playmakers on this offense, and, and you add a guy like Worthy, and you add a guy like Edwards, and you finally, it seems like they might have their quarterback to the future in J.J. McCarthy. I mean, how would you rate the, the hole they got offensively compared to some of the other Jim Harbaugh's recruiting classes? I would say it's one of the best. Like you mentioned, they got their five-star quarterback. The guy also never wavered throughout this process. He's always believed in Michigan. He's always believed in Jim Harbaugh. So his, you know, maturity, his vision for the program speaks loud. And then on top of that, you got their top overall target, 
in general in the 2021 class with Donovan Edwards. And that was a battle that went on until signing day. You know, Michigan beat out Georgia. They beat out Alabama. They beat out you – you mentioned any school, they beat out for Donovan Edwards. So that's a huge land. And then in terms of wideouts, you got Andrew Anthony from East Lansing, Michigan, who's a very um, under-the-radar type of uh Whiteout, who can do quite a bit in the open field. You got Christian Dixon, who's kind of your bigger whiteout, kind of reminds you of a Nico Collins, 6'4, 215. You can bully the smaller, you know, defensive backs. And then you got Xavier Worthy, that quick twitch, sort of explosive, smaller whiteout. And then you look along the offensive line, you got Giovanni Ahadi, which Aaron got the same in person. That's a pretty big dude. Um, and then you got Raheem Anderson, who's another pretty insane big dude, Greg Crippen, Christian Bounds. And then you got a good, you know, tight end from Lewis Hansen from out on uh, the East Coast. So this is one of their top, I would say, this is one of Jim Harbaugh's top offensive classes he's ever brought into Michigan. Yeah, a couple of thoughts on what you just said. You know, you're right, Bryce. I did see Giovanni earlier today, and I was impressed with his stature and his, his maturity. I mean, he seems like a kid who, who – he, he, he was the he was the first player in this class to commit when he was 15 year old years old as a sophomore he held his commitment he was loyal to Michigan through and through uh and, and he and he was one of the first person one of the first players to turn in his NLI uh this morning um but Donovan Edwards too I mean that was such a huge haul I think for Michigan to kind of keep this offensive class intact um Jay Harbaugh gets some crap you know, from, from folks, but I, I think he's shown here the last couple of years, he's been able to bring in the big fish with, with running back. I mean, last year he did it with Zach Charbonnet. Uh, this year he did it with Donovan Edwards. Uh, Michigan, I think, is set at the running back position here for the next for the next couple of years. Jay Harbaugh doesn't get enough credit and it's because of his last name. You know, people just assume he's got the job because of his dad. And that's kind of, you know, most would expect that's the reason, like you said, he's kind of showing that he's not a one trick pony, you know, in terms of he can only recruit certain guys. He can go out nationwide. You talk about Zach Charbonnet. That's a guy out in California. Then he goes and gets Donovan Edwards, who's right here in state. You get Blake Corum, who's more on the East Coast, Maryland. So he showed he can go anywhere. He can recruit against the top schools. And then on top of that, he can land these guys. And that's the most impressive thing. And that's what Michigan needs to do if they're trying to beat Ohio State. Yeah, I, wa- I wanted to pivot to back to McCarthy again real quick. I mean, he appeared on Big Ten Network after he, he signed today, too. And, I mean, it just seems like he always says the right things. And, and I kind of just said, I don't care if I have to hold the clipboard or or if I'm starting. I just want to help the team win in, in any way possible. And and everyone's raved about his leadership. And he, he like Alhad, he was one of the first – he was the second guy to commit in this class. I mean, if without him – how much do you think this this class should have fallen apart? And I, I know, like like you said, his dad, he and his dad, kind of really played a big role in in recruiting some of these other prospects and, and keeping the class together. He's you know he's had a group led um, commit group led text group where he's been texting with all the commits throughout this whole process. He's been playing video games with some of these guys as well. You know, he's been, he set up the whole recruit-led visit weekend, which was a huge hit, even though Michigan lost 49-11 to to Wisconsin, which you would think, how can these guys enjoy a weekend like that? But in terms of just, you know, his charismatic, his passion, his vision for the program, and his will to win is really intriguing, and that's something that's really appealing. And his personality, that was one thing with Donovan Edwards. When he came up to campus for that big visit weekend, it wasn't anything, you know, 
that long, but he made a little cameo. He connected with JJ and those two hit it off. They saw they had the same vision, same kind of, okay, look, you hand the ball off to me. You know, I don't got to do everything. You can also throw. It's not just, it's the JJ show or it's the Donovan show. There's other pieces. And I think they want to see that if they come here, there'll be more than just him or him as well. So in the end, JJ was a huge part of this class staying together and props to the coaches too, Matt Dudek, the recruiting director, recruiting coordinator. He was the guy that really held this uh, class together. And on top of that, it's still a top 12 class with room to keep moving up as well, going into the second uh, or the later signing period as well. JJ McCarthy just seems like a dude like I would want to play with. And, and I think that's why, you know, he does, he's, he's so energetic and so charismatic. I mean, that's every time I hear him talk, whether it's interview or, you know, this discussion or, you know, talking about the recruiting classes, he is, he's a guy, he's, he's, he seems like a natural leader, someone who you want to play with, who you want to, you want to win for. Uh, and, and I think he's the type of guy that, that, that Michigan desperately needs in the, in, in this program right now. Now, I don't know how quickly he's going to play, you know, we'll see how the quarterback, depth chart shakes out next year. Um, but I have to think he's going to be, you know, he's going to get a shot or at least get a look here, here early on. He said, you know, he's talked to us before and said, listen, if I got to learn from Joe Milton and Kate McNamara and Dan Vlari, it's, you know, stand on the sideline and, you know, like you said, hold the clipboard and listen from them and kind of take notes. I will do that. But if Jim Harbo says, you know, day one, you are a starter. We need you to play. He's going to take that as serious as possible. And that's the mentality. And that's the mindset. You want to look for your quarterback. You want a guy, you want to find a guy that's a leader. You want to find a guy that's a winner at IMG. He was in terms of a winner. They won every game. He's won several state championships coming from Lazarus, you know, Academy before transferring to IMG up in um, Illinois. And so he's a guy who's going to roll. He's going to enroll early. He's going to learn that playbook. He's going to get stronger and he's going to become, I feel like the face of the Michigan football program when it's all said done these next few years. Yeah, now it wasn't all rosy for Michigan today. I mean, they did lose two of their top defensive guys. Uh, Brandon Jennings, a four-star linebacker, a top 110 player in, in class and then four-star defensive end Quentin Somerville. Now, especially on the defensive line, they, they did sign three defensive lineman in the 2021 class, but it's the second straight year with no true defensive tackle in the class. And like, like we've seen the past two years on the field, that's a serious need for Michigan. So, I mean, what, where does Michigan go from here and what, what do the Wolverines need to do at that position? Michigan's going to look at the transfer portal. I think kind of, you know, we talked on um, before some of the guys on, you know, the TMI crew that you almost have to have a guy on staff that's a transfer portal guy. That's his whole job. Just keep keep aware of every guy that goes in and out of the transfer portal, you know, have tabs on, okay, why, is, why did he leave? You know, what schools maybe he's looking at and just kind of have a full vision of that. Second thing is they're still working on a lot of other guys. With this pandemic, a lot of the guys, you know, in terms of these recruits, didn't have those summer camps. They didn't have spring evaluations. So you could find guys that kind of were flying under the radar. I mean, there's some guys that even have a senior year. So there could be guys you find just from some senior films or whatever pop up late. And on top of that, they're still working on some guys that didn't sign as well. Rashawn Benny, Oak Park defense alignment, who was a top Michigan target went on to commit to Michigan State. He didn't sign his LOI. So I know Michigan's still working on him and potentially 
trying to get him over back to Michigan's side. And we'll see where that goes. I, I, I was at Benny's commitment to Michigan State. And uh, he said all the right things for Michigan State, but he just, he wasn't really convincing the whole his whole argument of, of why he's signing. I mean, it definitely sounded like he would still listen to other schools. And yeah, like you said, he, he didn't end up signing with the Spartans today. So that, that will be an interesting recruitment to watch. Uh, is there any other positions that Michigan will continue to either target in the portal or, or continue to hammer away at in the 2021 class to maybe add some of the, some guys in the, in the February period? I think Michigan's going to look at cornerback. We just mentioned, you know, Jaden McBurrows who reaffirmed and he's going to stick with Michigan over Miami, but that's, you know, that's only one corner and you kind of need more. Uh, they need several more, like you said. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one of those things where you could look, you know, at the, f- kind of seniors coming up here, or you can look at the transfer portal. So I think that's one position. I would also look at linebacker. I just personally, I would look at most of these, you know, positions. I mean, I feel like you shouldn't limit yourself. You should see what's out there and they're evaluating, you know, your third string to first string. Okay. How are we looking at this unit and saying, if we add this guy from the transfer portal, will that make a significant difference compared to taking a guy who's a late riser and, Let's see if we can develop him. So I think those are questions that coaching staff's still trying to figure out. But if I had to pick one position, they're definitely going to take more at. It's going to be cornerback. Bryce, how does the coach, the complexion of the coaching staff make a difference here? Because there's a lot of rumblings, obviously, especially on the defensive side of the ball. If, if some of these guys are going to come back or stay, um, I would presume that the two the two guys that that did uh, flip today w- w- was because of you know, concerns over the coaching staff. How does that play a factor here? And if there are changes made, does that hinder Michigan's attempt at at recruiting, at recruiting high school kids, at least, you know, immediately? You know, a lot of the fireworks thrown off today were on the offensive side of the ball. So generally people are going to say, well, what happened to the defensive side? Plus on top of that, you lost two guys on the defensive side. Contracts are expiring. There are decisions that are going to have to be made. Um, at that point, Michigan's going to have to see if they're going to retain some of these coaches or they're going to have to shuffle and bring some new ones in. But with any new coach that comes in, you're obviously going to lose some recruits, especially with all the questions looming around the program right now and Jim Harbaugh's future, which, as he said, you know, he's committed to Michigan. He wants to stay here, but nothing, you know, the ink hasn't hit paper yet. So nothing is for sure happening. And so some of these recruits, want to know I'm that's my coach and some of these other recruits like Raheem like Jill who we talked to said I'm coming to Michigan regardless of if Aaron McMahon's the coach or if Jim Harbaugh's the coach at that point so at this moment some of these recruits are saying and making that decision in their mind okay am I coming here for the school or am I coming here for the coach if they do get new coaches here's another thing to also take in mind in consideration those coaches are going to have ties to other programs, high school programs, and maybe they can tap in those programs, which could have prospects Michigan at this time aren't looking at. So that's another avenue to think about as well in terms of if new coaches come in. But right now, just with the uncertainty with the program and the stability, it's not there. You're going to lose some kids. But for Michigan to only lose two kids and have everyone, and I mean, Jane and Hood, who was a kid that, Ryan, you know, we talked to, I talked to a couple of days. I didn't think he was signing. He wasn't, you know, right. and finally he said, you know what? I am going to sign to get all those kids to sign today is best case scenario. I think 
with Jim Harbaugh not having extension with some of these coaches, you don't know what they're going to be, where they're going to be. This is best case scenario for Michigan. What happened today? I agree. Given the way this thing started this morning, the, you know, the flips and the uncertainty they, they ended, I think on, on a high note, it's like you said, as best as they could have. And, and the staff deserves credit for the way they, they finished today. I did find it kind of interesting on what Michigan coaches were tweeting a lot, welcoming these kids into the program today and, and some that were not. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of interesting to, to follow along there to see maybe if, if we're reading some tea leaves or what, but yeah, it seems like there will be some decisions to make on the coaching staff. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's to the point of where some of these guys are going to have to make decisions. And in the end, like I said, this is still a top 12 class. I think 24 seven sports, we have them rated as, you know, you got your five-star quarterback. You got, I think a five-star talent with Xavier Worthy and another five-star talent with Donovan Edwards. You've got several pieces, you know, you can still add to the defensive mix from the transfer portal and maybe late risers. So this is a class that could still move up to the top 10. And if you said, you know, coming, starting at the beginning of the season, you're going to be two and four. Jim Harbaugh's not going to have extension, but you still might sign a top, you know, 10 class with a five-star quarterback. I think anyone would take that nine day. It's still impressive in my eyes. It, it is surprising. I, I was after the first couple flips today, I was like, I was about ready to start writing my Jaden McBurrow's <laughs> flip story. Like, Oh, there's doubt about Jaden hood. Like this is, it's all falling apart. And sure enough. Yeah. It was the best case scenario after those, those two D commitments for sure. But yeah, there, there was also a story in, in the free press today, basically kind of stating that the Mich- Michigan's no longer competitive recruiting in Ohio. And it's not like they haven't offered any prospects in the state. I mean, they have just that the Buckeyes have also been like a, just a machine getting a lot of the guys they want from their own state. Why don't you get your thoughts on maybe Michigan's approach in, in Ohio at, at this point? Michigan's still offering kids. They're still recruiting Ohio. They just landed, I think, probably one of the sleepers of the class and four-star safety, Rod Moore, who I think could become one of the best players from this class. Um, But like you said, Ohio State's a machine. They got the number either one or two class right now, and they can kind of at this point pick and choose who they want. You know, and going into Ohio and just saying, hey, I want this four-star, I want this five-star from there. That's just not going to happen when you haven't beat them how many times or how many years in a row here. So it's tough to just say, hey, I want to take as many as you want because you don't have those ties, first off, really there. And second off, you haven't been them, you know, so there's not a lot to show for there. But they're still trying. It's not like they're not trying. you got to still have to try there. At the same point, you can, you know, you can't forget about Michigan. They're still attacking states like Georgia, California, Texas. And those are states that have plenty of talent as well. But Michigan, a lot of Michigan fans revert to Ohio because of some of the greats they've gotten from the state in the past. So I understand it. But at the same time, Michigan's still in there. Anyone that says they're not, they're complete false. Yeah, I've got some thoughts on that, and maybe we'll go in, into it maybe next week in another podcast this week. But yeah, I think Bryce hit, hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's a lot of things going on there. I don't it's think, crap. I don't think it's yeah. Michigan not trying. A lot of competition. The, the losses obviously don't help. Um, but yeah, Michigan. I mean, if I look, I actually went down and looked at the numbers earlier today. Michigan offered, I think, 13 kids from the state of Ohio this class, 21 last class. So they have offered scholarships, not a ton of return on investment, and probably for obvious reasons there. 
and not many schools are that are going into Ohio. I mean, right. like you said, Ohio State's class this year is just unbelievable. I think they they have like ten or something top one hundred prospects, and like the rest of the Big Ten has like eight. So it's just incredible what they've been able to do. I mean, there's not there's not many programs that can slow down that train right now, no matter who you are. No, no, they're they're a machine right now. I mean, like I said, they can just basically pick and choose. So for Michigan, just a you think just walk in there and take the top kids from Ohio, that's not going to happen regardless of who you think you are. You know, I don't care if it's Alabama, even they're struggling, Clemson, all these top schools, regardless, are still tr- struggling because Ohio kids grow up as Ohio State fans. You know, there is not a Michigan State and, you know, the state of Ohio. They have Akron. They have, you know. They have Akron, baby. <laughs> the Zips. You know, they got Kent State too. You know, they got they got some other schools, but it's it's Ohio State. You know, you grew up Scarlet and Gray, that's the school. And on top of that, when you're that dominant and you go from Jim Trestle to Urban Meyer to Ryan Day, how can you not love the Buckeyes? Because of all that success, you know, they're sending guys to the league. You look at Chase Young. I mean, it's just it's tough to go in there and expect you're gonna just pull these kids like it's nothing. So if they weren't trying, I would have a problem. But like, you know, Aaron, you said they're trying, they're trying their best. And they did land a very top talent and Rod Moore. And he's someone that I feel like getting overlooked, but shouldn't. I think last, last thing for me is, so yeah, like who, who, who do you expect to enroll early for, for this, from this Michigan class and kind of get a leg up here heading into next season? So I think the most important one is JJ McCarthy. He's the five-star quarterback. You know, they got several other guys from rolling early as well. But in terms of where you want to see him impact players from day one, it's the quarterback position. And if you're gonna have anyone come in, you you would if you could pick one guy from this class, I feel like everyone would pick JJ McCarthy. He's gonna learn the playbook, you know, he's gonna get bigger and stronger. He's going to get used to the coaches, their coaching style. He's going to be in the facilities, you know, working with all the guys, and he's going to build that chemistry. And that's important because they need that. You know, a guy coming in freshman year, coming up summer, they got the bridge program. There's a lot of different, you know, roadblocks in terms of success there. So for him to come in, learn the system, get acclimated with the school, campus, everything like that is huge. I agree. I mean, I don't think there's a – Going down, the, you know, the, the roster here of guys, you know, in, uh, signed. I don't think there's anyone that can make a bigger impact than than JJ, just because you know you can go to Donald Edwards, but you know if you look at the running back room, it's packed as it is already. They're they're all most of those guys are probably going to be be back. Same thing at receiver. Um, you would like to maybe see a cornerback come in and be able to play right away, but that hasn't really been Michigan's mo the last couple of years. They like to move these guys up slowly, build them up, and not just throw them throw them into the fire like like we've seen this year. Uh, Cause you get results like we've seen. So yeah, McCarthy, I think is the one that could probably benefit the most. I mean, that would probably put him in a position to potentially play right away when that starting job. And I think would have the, the, the potential to, you know, ignite something uh, a season that, you know, Michigan hasn't had in a long time. And I know you're, you're really high on this guy, Bryce, but I think on the defensive side of the ball, if there's one guy that I think can maybe make an impact pretty quickly, it's, it's linebacker junior Colson. Uh, I, you know, he was on, on national TV one time and I mean, just physically too, it just seems like he's the guy that can make that quick leap and, and be able to maybe see the field that pretty early for, for the Wolverines. Six to about two thirty, 
Runs a four or five. He's expected to play the Viper, but he can play honestly any linebacker position for Michigan. He's just college ready right now. He's got that size, speed, strength, and athleticism you're looking for at the position. Can go sideline to sideline. And you know, I, I think a big thing you want to see in terms of uh, linebackers in today's college football is if they can cover in space. You know, that's a big thing. And he can do that. He can run with some of these quick twitch, you know, athletes, running backs, wideouts coming out of the backfield. And he's the guy that can get in the backfield as well. And I know Don Brown loves blitzing. He loves sending the house, sending some of these linebackers like Cameron McRone, who's become famous for, you know, his blitzes is coming off the edge, come to the inside, come everywhere. So I think juniors can be a guy that's going to play pretty early. And I don't think he's going to be one of those freshmen that you just see on kickoffs and then go back to the sideline. I think he's going to be a guy that sees the defense. And you saw kind of the drop at the linebacker position. You had, you know, Cameron McGrone, and then you go to a linebacker. So that depth right there is something that's kind of concerning, but you had a top 100 talent like Junior Colson. He can definitely can shore up some of that, you know, issues there and be an impact player as well. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you you joining us today, Bryce, and and appreciate the time and uh, best of luck to you. Anytime. Hope hope you guys enjoy that roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. What, what what's your your Twitter handle again, so listeners can can follow you on, on Twitter. It is uh, Bryce with an I, so B R I C E, and then Merch M A R I C H. Yes, it's Bryce Merch of the Michigan Insider and Twenty Four Seven Sports. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk with you again soon. Mm-hmm.